0: This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Wits Hear it,
1: feel it live it it is time for us to get straight into our courtrooms we do have uh mohape who is an admitted attorney with a strong aptitude for family law who's going to be assisting us with this conversation not only that but labor law in internal affairs as well ccma matters and labor court litigations he's also provide he also provide labor law consulting and advice where required he's on the line to have this conversation with us let's get into courtroom Heart is now in session. A very good morning to you. Thank you so much for affording us your time this morning. I think firstly we're just going to quickly look at the sentencing of Ndutsugo Shoba which is going to be happening on Thursday the 28th of July. Now found guilty of the murder of his eight-month pregnant girlfriend Ndutsugo Fatsopole in the year 2020 and Ndutugo's sentencing was then moved to tomorrow. What sort of sentencing might Ndutsugo be getting?
0: Well, if you Consider that is, um, you know, the I forget his name, but the other party involved, the Musigaese. Uh, yes, he got twenty years, and I, I don't see anything less than about twenty-five for the mastermind, uh, who is uh, listened to, to a, um you know, to the Okay, so I, I think you'll get a life sentence, which is twenty-five years. And this um, is uh, please in continue. the absence of any mitigating circumstances, and I can't think of any at the moment.
1: And in this case, he is going to be charged with several counts, I'm guessing, because obviously uh, we are looking at somebody who was pregnant and we are also looking at an individual, a young lady who was also murdered in this case. So there are two people that we are making count of when we are sentencing in, um, sentencing him. Is that correct?
0: Well, no. That isn't fair.
1: Okay. So
0: one of the anomalies of the South African uh, system is that uh, one needs to be born alive in order to be a victim of a murder. So you mm. must be you know, a living, breathing person, and a fetus is not. Okay. Uh, it may fall under a separate category, uh, and I don't know that he's been convicted of that, uh, but there is only one murder charge that he would be facing, not two. The unborn child, the death of an unborn child, um, would not be considered murder in the criminals, in the criminal law.
1: No, I think that makes absolute sense. Now, in the interest of time, I'm just going to sh- um, swift um, to Hillary Gaudi's case as well, where now seemingly we have Sangoma tip-offs coming through in terms of the Gaudi murder. What sort of water does this theory hold whenever Sangomas have information to share with the court?
0: Hang on, I'm, I, I'm not sure I follow. Has the, as the Sangoma given a, what kind of tip of the the, the the traditional healer give? So I, Was not it like divining or something like that?
1: So in not so many words, we haven't been given the exact information, but when we look at it, it's more like a, somebody who's gone to consult and then got that information and now is carrying it through to, to the courtroom with them to say that this is what they need to look into. But mm-hmm. most practically, just using that as an example on its own, I want to know if one can actually use any tip-offs from Sangomas in the court. No, listen, a tip-off is a tip-off,
0: and 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 uh, any investigating officer would be wise to sort of uh, pursue any credible lead that he gets. He you know, shouldn't ignore it offhand simply because he may be uncomfortable with the source of the information. Now, the probative value of that information is is a different question. Um, so it may not be very valuable that the, informa- the information that may lead nowhere, but I would never discredit it merely because it comes from a sangoma or a convicted criminal or uh, a priest or whatever the case may be. Mm. You shouldn't uh, weigh up the, 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 the value of a tip-off or information simply because you may have admiration or disdain or indifference towards the source of that information. So it wouldn't make a huge difference who's saying what, as long as they're saying it and the investigating officer then uh, uh, looks into that and finds what he finds or rejects what he has to reject.
1: Seppo, in your statements that you have just answered now, you mentioned the word credibility. How do we then ensure credibility when it comes to the likes of your priests, your sangomas? What exactly would you categorizes credibility when it comes to such instances, a tip-off or evidence or anything like that that is coming from your sangomas and preachers?
0: Regardless of who it is, whether it's sangomas, whether it's an attorney, it doesn't actually matter who the source is. It's whether or not what that person is saying can be corroborated uh, separate from what that person is saying. So if they are saying that at, at such and such a place you may be able to find this, and they go there and they find that, well, that corroborates what the individual is saying. Um, So it's always whether or not something can be corroborated by other evidence, right? Uh, I think I saw, uh, I, d- I don't know, a diviner says they uh, they see Hillary Gotti walking to, uh, such as this place. And an independent witness then says, uh, you know, actually on this day, I did see her walking there at around about this time. That's corroborating mm. evidence. So you, you may be able to use that kind of stuff. And then um, actual hard evidence that you can gather could corroborate what somebody says. So the big question about credibility is whether it can be corroborated or not. We're not dealing now with the trial aspect of it. Whether a witness is credible at trial is something different to whether evidence that is given here is 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 is, 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 is credible.
1: And given that, given that what you are saying right now, Kanasango must stand in trial and actually use such tip offs and use and be uh, one of the people that actually assist with the case. Is it credible for them without having uh, tangible items to say that when you go here, you will find something here, whether it's a top, whether it's the hair or whatever the case might be? Can they stand in front of the court of law and actually make a statement to assist with the case?
0: Yeah, I, I, I decide whether it is the uh, the prosecution or it is the defense, can call any witness who they think would be as uh, useful to their case, but you would then have to ask yourself the question, of what use would that bit of evidence be? So let's say, for example, a diviner then says, no, you can find X at this place, you can find a piece of clothing, you can find a murder weapon at this place, fine. They go there and they find it. Uh, if you bring the Sangoma onto the stand, what are they going to say? Well, I said to the police they're going to find something uh, at such and such a place. That makes really not a huge difference. It's whether that, that uh, uh, let's say it's a gun, can be linked to the crime. And that's the more important thing. So you need a ballistic uh, uh, ballistics expert to tell you, yes, this crime committed, or this gun was involved in that crime. So it's the value of bringing on somebody like that to the stand, which is the ultimate decider. Uh, if they're not going to really add anything to the evidence that is going to present in the trial itself, then don't, don't bring them. There's no point. Uh, if they are, then yes, you can.
1: Teba, thank you so much for your time this morning. Insightful information that you have given us, indeed. Thank you. Bye. Sepa Mohape, who is an admitted attorney with a strong aptitude for family law, labor law, internal affairs, CCMA matters and labor court litigations as well, speaking to us and shedding more light, saying that what we can anticipate tomorrow at Ndutu Shoba's sentencing could likely potentially be a life sentence. Also highlighting the fact that you can only base um, a sentencing on someone who was born and alive and then died throughout the murder. So therefore omitting and removing the sentencing of the eight month year old eight month pregnant pregnancy rather of Techovatopole and dealing just with Techovatopole who has now passed away. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vitz. To listen to more shows, tune in to eighty eight point one or live stream us on vowfm.co.za